What's up, guys? This is Kevin Duku, and welcome to another episode of I Still Don't Know What to Call This. Uh, recently, I came upon a video on my For You page of a, a popular Christian uh, TikTok creator who made a video explaining his distress and fear that the Bible was is being changed by our, before our very eyes. Now, I decided to actually make a response that no one asked for because I think he... He was very, or not I think, but he, he was, he had a lot of misconceptions on this very deep and um, intrinsic, intrinsic topic that we call textual criticism. It's a very, it's a great field to study, but he seemed to have a few misconceptions. So I really just wanted to try to help my friend out. Um, well, I'm not his friend, but you know, I just, I wanted to try to help everyone out. To those who are listening, and yeah, let's just go ahead and dive into what he said here, so we can go ahead and respond. You got a problem? You got a problem? Matthew chapter eighteen, verse eleven, is not in most Bibles. Check it. It's in the KJV, but it's not in most Bibles. And before any other religion slides up in the comments and say, oh, I knew I was right, the Bible, the Bible's been changed, time to convert. No, 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 that's not, that's not what's happening. What's happening is there's an organization that produces books of other religion, even satanic books, that changes the rhetoric and every single thing eventually in the Bible. They will change every single thing. They've already started taking out verses. 31,102 verses are in the Bible. And there's one missing now. So it makes me think, what other verses are missing? What other verses are missing? We got a problem, guys. We got to stop this now. Because soon, we won't have any Bibles. Hi, my name is Kevin Duker, and I wanted to take the time and actually explain a few things. This is really interesting, and I'm happy you, you're looking into it because it's a really interesting topic. But you seem to have a few misunderstandings on uh, manuscripts and how it works. So, uh, of course, excuse my hair because I'm, I'm kind of not looking what fine today. I'm kind of tired. But what you pointed out is Matthew chapter 18, verse 11. Now, what you pointed out is something that falls under the study, or this, this is what falls under the a concept of textual variance. And this falls under the umbrella study of textual criticism. What is textual criticism? You see, Focusing just on the New Testament alone, let's just keep it simple there. The Bible, the New Testament, is multiple different authors written to multiple different uh, people, multiple different audiences at different places. So, for instance, the book of Luke, the, the gospel according to Luke was written to a Gentile audience, while the gospel according to Matthew was written to a Jewish audience. Now, what would you have? What you would have is if you got a letter from Mark, if you got a letter from Luke, Paul, you would allow other people to come and copy it. You would just let other people copy it. You would keep the original and you would let other churches come and copy it because you got a, a letter from one of them. But within the, within the first 300 years of the church, we had intense persecution, especially between the years of 250 and 313. We had intense persecution. So, at the, they were copying, and Rome was trying to destroy all of the New Testament. They were trying to wipe it out. So, we, what we would have is we would have all these people come and copy it so we could have copy of these because Rome was doing their best to ex destroy 
all of the New Testament. That's what we're focusing on now. And this is getting to the answer as to why Matthew 18, chapter 11, verse 11, is in is not in newer Bibles, but it's taken, but it's still in the older Bibles. This is getting to the answer of that. Just like I said, we have people copying it fastly, and the the the, the this equals what's known as a textual variant. The best way, the easiest way I could illustrate this to you, and, and to keep this short, because people don't watch my videos if they're long, um, imagine I have the uh, original Bible, right? I have the original Bible, and there are five rows of 10 people across, right? So five rows, there's 10 people in each row. I would have, I would get the original, and I would say, you people in the first row, take my original and copy it down, and then pass it, to the next row, pass it to the row behind you. They would do the same thing, do this, this, that. And what would result is something known as textual variance. Now, the thing about this is that this is actually extremely reliable. And you might be asking, how is this reliable? This is reliable because we have multiple chains of narration. So what I mean is, if we could find this guy's, this guy's copy, this guy's copy, this guy's copy, this guy's copy, all of these copies, even though we didn't find all of them, we can find all of these copies, we can have an extremely good idea of what the original said. Now, that's exactly what we have with the New Testament. It's not one controlled line backwards. So if we have one copy, let's say we have this copy over here that has one word, but all the other copies don't have that word, it's easy to determine that obviously the original has that one word, right? So that's why when we get to Matthew 18, verse 11, there's a difference between the King James Version, and I personally don't recommend it, and I'm going to explain why. There's a difference between the King James Version and the, um, the newer versions. The King James Version was written and published in 1611. The issue with the King James Version is that now in 2020, we have found older manuscripts. We have found manuscripts close to the original than that was available at the time of writing of the, of the King James Version. All right, so we have found closer ones, especially in the 1930s. The British were hiding a lot, so we found, we got a lot of them. Uh, from the, uh, during the 1930s period. And uh, in fact, the oldest one we have, oldest manuscript that we have with the New Testament is the P52 or the Papyra 52. It's just a little credit card size. size. It's like really small and it's, it has some of John, I actually have a paper here. Yeah, it's like this size. It's like this size and it's, it's some of John 18, I think, and then some on the back. That's the oldest one that we had. We didn't find that until way after the King James Version. And you see, what would happen was, we have manuscripts that were available at the time of writing the King James and we have ones that we found now, which are way older than the ones that were available. There are certain things, textual variants, things that don't change the story. I, I, I'm happy you got into this because I, it's a really interesting field to study. I really recommend you study it. It's, it's, it's fun. We have certain things that are in the, in the older ones, sorry, that are not in the newer ones or uh, younger ones. Man, younger manuscripts meaning bad, older meaning good. So, there are certain things that we find in the, so that's exactly where we get to Matthew 18. In the youngest manuscripts, I'm sorry, in the oldest manuscripts, my fault. In the oldest manuscripts, Matthew 18, 11 is not included in those. So this is what is going to be attributed as a scribal error. And I actually, in fact, have a King James version. 
is my father's old one. And in Matthew 18, 11, it's there because this was written in 1611. But in the newer ones, it's not there because it is not in the oldest manuscript. So even if you look at your comments, some people who have the NIV, the NSAV, if they, before we found this textual variant, this is a, this problem isn't new, by the way. This, or it's not a problem, but this isn't new. This finding is not new. But what we have, it's not, um, it's not found in the older ones. So this is what falls under a textual variant, like I said, and I said, that's what I was talking about. If you look in your comments, some people who have NIVs before we found this actually have this verse and some people don't. If you look online, if you get a new one today, if you get a new, uh, more reliable translation today, it, it, it is not there. What it is, it's in a little parentheses. It's in the marginal notes. And you should be very happy to have those marginal notes because it distinguishes the differences between if we have older manuscripts that do not contain this verse, what they are trying to do is they are not trying to, uh, they're not trying to change the Bible. Rather, they are trying to give you the most accurate to the original, right? So if you, they are in the margin notes, they would be, in the Matthew 18, 11 would be in the margin notes and a little parenthesis saying this, this verse is not contained in older and younger, sorry, older manuscripts. This verse is not contained in them. But regardless, this is, uh, there are multiple um, examples of this throughout the Bible. And the best thing about it is that they, they, they don't change anything. Rather, it's just trying to get the most accurate and the story stays the same. There's no issue. There's also, um, there's also one with the longer ending of Mark and a few words in John, right? So we have these throughout the Bible because it's just the result of textual criticism. But I mean, sorry, the result of a textual variant. The thing is, is with the Bible, the New Testament, uh, there isn't one time where somebody controlled it. Because if there was a time where somebody controlled it, let's just say the uh, Rome owned the New Testament, obviously by now, the Bible would be actually be changed. It would not be the original. But we have so many manuscripts that even before, after um, the Empire of Rome was destroyed, we have found the manuscripts since then. And what, what do we get when we dig up these new manuscripts that we have not seen before? the same exact story. It's the same exact story. Again, study it. So there's no difference in the story, but there are a few words minor here and there due to scribal error. So you made the point that um, uh, organizations are changing things. And I actually wanted to, to tell you not to be, I, I want to tell you to be rest assured, nothing is being changed. Rather, we are getting the most, <coughs> we're getting the most um, accurate to the original. Now, even if it, it's it's quite actually impossible, especially at this point, for them to change the, the Bible in any way, because number one, the Greek manuscripts, they're hidden, right, from the public eye, and a lot of people don't know where they are. They are hidden on purpose so nobody can, number one, change them. And number two, even if you had somehow gotten access to some of these Greek manuscripts, it would be impossible to change them because they're old. You can't erase. It's impossible. So. Even if there was a organization that produced a English Bible and they took out certain words from it That doesn't change the original Greek manuscripts that we have that we have hidden in our museums And there are multiple there are probably a lot of manuscripts that we still have not found yet And this is an interesting field to study. We're trying to find the oldest ones and We probably won't we won't get back to the original because Rome destroyed them all but because we have this guy's copy this guy's copy this guy's copy we have an exact idea of what 
the original Bible was. And also remember, we have over 6,000 Greek New Testament manuscripts, Greek original language, if you didn't, original language of the New Testament. We have over 6,000 of these. So we have over 6,000 of, you know, his, his, obviously it's way more. This is just a small illustration, but his, his, we have over 6,000 of those to compare to, to get to the original, what the original looked like. When the new, when the King James Version was written, we did not have that many. And in fact, there's even an interesting story about the King James Version. The King James Version was actually rushed, rushed to production because it was, the, the, the writers of it were actually trying to compete with other uh, producers of English Bibles. So they, they rushed it actually. And there are a lot of issues, especially in Revelation. There are a lot of issues and verses they forgot to um, include because actually the writer, uh, the original writers of King James, they they couldn't find a version of, I think, the last few chapters of Revelation. So what they did was actually get a commentary on Revelation. This is not okay, but and it, it still exists in the King James today. What they did was they got a commentary of Revelation, and then they did their best to just copy it down. So that point, that's not... Uh, that's not Revelation anymore. So that's an interesting story about the King James, but regardless, there, we didn't have as many um, manuscripts at the time. Yeah, really just to reiterate, there, there's no fear and they are not trying to, you know, change the Bible. They're not trying to take certain things out. Rather, they are trying to get to the original text. So in the earliest manuscripts, the manuscripts that were not available at the time that this was written, manuscripts, they were not available. And the earliest manuscripts, Matthew 18, 11, was not there. They were not there. So this is a scribal error. This is, there's also a parallel verse in Matthew 19, I think 19, 20? Matthew 19, I'm pretty sure. And it's, it's, it's literally just the same thing. But if specifically, if we want to get the most accurate, which the most accurate ones that go word for word, Greek for Greek, would be the NSAB, the ESV, the NSAB and the ESV. Most people read the ESV. I recommend both. Those are very, those are the most accurate ones of English. Regardless, when we find older manuscripts, when we find older manuscripts, we see that it did not have Matthew chapter 18, 11. So they're like, okay, it wasn't, it probably wasn't in the original one. So that's why it was taken out. They're not trying to change the Bible. And of course, if anybody has, if anybody of any other religion or whomever has a question about textual criticism, I would love to have a conversation because uh, in the way that the Bible was, in the way that the Bible was narrated to us in the, in the transmission to, to what we have today, it's actually the most accurate. Because again, like I said, we have them copying it instead of one person owning it. Like I said earlier, if one person owned it, then they would change it. It wouldn't be that hard for them to change it. But what we have is multiple people copying it. And we find these letters. We keep on finding these letters. And what we find is the story is exactly the same. Exactly the same. There's no changes. So obviously there wasn't a point in time when somebody just changed the Bible. Because we are finding older men, especially in the 1930s, we found newer, younger, or old, newer, older manuscripts that were not the, that, that were more accurate to the beginning. So... That's pretty, that's pretty much it. I hope you watch this video and everyone else gets to understand this video. And yeah, have a good day.